0: Definitely not shut up and dribbling.
1: The champ is here. I must be the The champ is
0: here. I'm going to continue
1: to stand with the people.
0: The champ is
1: here. I will, I will not lose. i man. I, I took the Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Hey, he is the DB of the show, and we are black in sports. Give it a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all, laughing at it all, while providing a platform to be heard. So you know what we do about this time. We are happy in season three to introduce our first guest of the season. Now, she's a chip off the old block, like her dad used to say. Now she's chipping at the media industry. So some of that you may have heard, CNN, Showtime, CBS. So MTV and more, but now she's <laughs> ESPN as the UFC anchor and host of festivities. You got to make sure you emphasize the festivities.com. Please, please, please clap it up for Karen Bryant or KB, as we want to call her. <laughs> hey, let's go.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me here. I uh, I really appreciate it.
0: Our pleasure, our pleasure. So, Karen, we're gonna jump right into it. This is gonna be a nice okay. little conversation. I'm excited about it. So, okay, we ask all our guests to start. Give us your shoot your shot moment a moment where you kind of bet it on yourself. Uh, whether it was a you made the shot or you didn't make the shot, but just you bet on yourself, you put it all online, you kind of shot your shot. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I, I okay, I'll say, um. I'll say I shot my shot like, when I first got my job at MTV uh, way back when. I used to work at a radio station at the time. And I knew they were looking for people. So I made a, I, you know, my audition tape was like me at the boards of the radio station. And I remember I had an, a CD. And I remember I was like, pretended the CD was my mirror. And I was like, oh, hey there, you know, and caught a little thing. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. And uh, made my audition there. And um, I ended up going down for an, uh, an, an audition in New York. I got the gig. So I guess I was that was shooting my shot. I, I will yeah. say. Um, yeah, it worked. So it, it worked for a little <laughs> while. So, yeah. So there's one. OK.
1: <laughs> so tell me about your time in New York. Right. Because that's, you know, people get make or break broken in that city. Right. Uh-huh. Like, it's definitely fast paced. But I mean, for entertainment, I mean, it definitely is a great spot to start
2: yeah, no, I loved it. Um, I, I love New York. I lived there for seven years overall I lived there uh, like for six years and then moved back uh, the time that I was for the time when I was working with CNN. but I, I love New York. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from outside of Boston so it's not a huge adjustment for me to move there. Um, but you know, I went with a job in hand which definitely helps. I had the MTV job before, you know and that's why I moved there. And looking back now I, I know how little they paid me. But uh, at the time, you know, you're 21, 22, like, you know, not to say you don't need a lot of money, because you certainly do need the money in New York. But I mean, it was enough to live. And honestly, when you're a VJ, you don't have to really spend a lot of money, a lot of time than when you do go out, you know what I mean? Like people comp you on things and you get in here and you didn't have to buy a ticket for that. And right. so I, I had a lot of fun, but, um, but when that job ended, yeah, I do remember living in New York and you're like, okay, well, how am I going to pay for things now? And so luckily <laughs> I did go from, jo- you know, there wasn't too, to too much time between jobs. Uh, I mean, there was sometimes, you know, and you got to hit the folks up and luckily I had folks that were, that were cool with it, uh, loaning me money sometimes, but yeah, it's, it's really hard. Um, but you find, you know, you learn a lot about yourself and your own resiliency. And um, you know, yeah, I feel like the same thing happens out here in LA though. Um, You come here, maybe you come here with something in mind and you know, it can make or break you. It's a different kind of make or break and it's a lot easier to float here without a job and kind of float around than you could in New York, you know, but Mm. um, but I would say that both, both places really kind of force you to, Um, you know, either go for it or, or yeah, people kind of wash out. They can't, they can't hang. So um, I could hang. I loved New York. I love it. I could move back. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Speaking of East Coast. So uh, we have a joke on this show. Like I've lived a thousand different places. Uh, Uh I grew up in a military family. So I used to live in uh, Boston, South Mm -hmm. Boston for a couple Uh of years, never met anybody from that area that didn't have personality. So a lot of your personality, does that come from, Family, or does that come from just kind of the region itself, or a little bit of both?
2: You know, I would say it, it's a little bit of both. Um, I, uh, you know, yeah, new, back East, I feel like a lot of people just kind of, you know, it, I guess it's a cliche, right? But people are more forthright and speak their mind more. And, and out here on the West Coast, you get a little bit more of somebody saying nice things to you. And then as soon as you leave, you know, maybe they would <laughs> don't say nice things about you. And back East, they'll just tell you the not nice things to your face, is <laughs> the right? Um, right? Which is sort of kind of true. But I honestly, I think a lot of my personality comes from... The fact that where i grew up uh i really was the only brown skinned girl in my town and so um you know i i i say this a lot but i had the i had two choices really right like everybody knew who i was everybody knew where i was going everybody you could track me at all times and so it was like you you have the choice in that matter if, you're, if you stand out for something is to try to hide from the standing out or to mm-hmm. just go look i know you're all staring at me so what am i going to do with the spotlight right so um, I guess I kind of turned it more to that second way of not trying to hide from the fact that I knew everybody was staring at me. Um, and I guess I knew, you know, that that I probably wanted to do, well, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. But like, I don't know, there's something in my personality. I mean, maybe it helped that I did have a, a, a great home life, because I feel like, you know, if, if the home life wasn't solid, going out in a world that crapped on me and called me names and was not kind to me would have been really hard and I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be who I am now. So Absolutely. I will say that having the great home support really helped balance that out, you know, of, of the good messages I was getting in one place and the awful ones I was getting somewhere else. Um, but I will say this in, in hindsight now, um, I'm realizing that this is going to sound weird, but like sometimes it's sometimes it, it, it's a, it's a detriment, right? Like, because I have a mom and dad and family that believed in me so much and was like, Oh, you're going to do great things and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And like, you know, you are, you are a superstar. Uh, and then you go out in the world
1: and the rest, yeah. And the rest of the world,
2: like, yeah, no, not so much, you know, um, because of various things. And that's not to say I haven't achieved a lot of things, but there's so much more that I want to do. And there are just some things in this world that are going to make it so that I'm just never going to get them. And uh, and so I, I, it, it's hard. It's, you know, it, it's hard to sometimes like put those two worlds together, right? Of like having a lot of belief in yourself, but then also realizing what the real world is like. Um, but so I will say uh, a lot of my personality was formed by that, by being a person who was a unique uh, standout kind of person. And then it's mm-hmm. just weird how many times that theme has followed me in other parts of my life of uh, being the only one to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, so yeah, I guess I was just made for it. <laughs> Long answer. No. So
1: with that foundation and kind of just your upbringing, where, how did you fall in love with sports?
2: Well, um, I always loved playing them. I was always good at them. And so part of the love of sports comes from like, I I really like them. You know, I played growing up, I played baseball, soccer, and basketball. And, um, then when I got to high school, I had to switch from baseball to softball because, you know, girls um and so they uh so anyway i was still good but like it's a different game you know Uh playing softball or whatever but um but you know i used to back clean up i was a captain i caught and i played third and stuff like that i really liked it um i really I, i baseball was probably actually my best sport um but you know my dad used to coach pop warner football and we always watched you know fights at home my mom loves tennis i you know i play tennis now um we always just all of us liked sports my brother uh didn't like sports as much but um but he you know he he can he's a great golfer now you know but as a as a kid he wasn't as into sports but um so i i loved it because it, we we loved it in my house you know so um you know i'm a patriots fan because that's my actual team <laughs> you know <laughs> like people like oh you guys saw you just like tom brady i'm like no uh I, that was the team i grew up watching you know like i had my dad had tickets back when you couldn't get somebody to go with you like Steve Grogan was the quarterback and people yes. they didn't like it, you know? Um, so uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I've always, I've always really loved sports. Uh, and in fact, actually it's interesting. A guy sent me a message the other day on Instagram saying that my dad was his Pop Warner football coach. Oh, and, wow. and, and then I, and so I kind of freaked out when he he wrote me this really nice message and was just telling me some stuff about my dad as a coach, uh, which which was really great to hear, and I was like, yeah, no, that that sounds about right, you know. Uh, so it got me a little bit, a little bit um, worked up, you know, like emotional about it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I just grew up in a family that really we really really loved sports, and so um, it's been it's been something that I'm not surprised I got into, you know, because uh, I think it's great.
0: Nice. So following up that as a Patriots fan, I gotta get you know couple questions out there about the Patriots. Uh-huh. Uh, so for one, I just want you to kind of touch on the greatness of Tom Brady, the goat. I think we can all mm-hmm. agree on how great he was, but you probably saw his start and all the way through his career up until obviously you ended with the Buccaneers. And then mm-hmm. the coach, Josh McDaniels, who was a part of all six championships there with the Patriots. He's now mm-hmm. the coach head coach uh, here at the Las Vegas Raiders. So I wanted to just kind of get your opinion on, on both of those uh, pillars in the Patriots history.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it was an interesting thing with Tom Brady. Like, I feel like he, he got good and then he became enemy number one, right? Like everybody just hates him and the tuck rule and the this, and, and, you know, like I would get, you know, go back and forth, funny debates with, with, with some people about it. They just get mad, mad. And I'm like, well, are you mad? He's the GOAT. Are you mad? He's not on your team. Like, you know, they think he got (laughs) special treatment and stuff like that, which, um, I don't know, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Uh, I, I will say it did hurt to see him leave and go to the Bucks. Uh, I didn't like that, and you know the fact that he then went and kept playing so well is really kind of frustrating. Like, <laughs> I, I do though. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a don't hate the player, hate the game kind of person, right? So, you know, more power to him. I'm happy for him. I'm just pissed off that we let him go type situation, right. you know. Um, and then in terms of yeah, in terms of the Raiders, I mean my I mean. That's a hot mess though, isn't it? I mean,
1: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> I mean, so, so, some of it, some of it's uh some of it's a mess. Um, I mean, I will, I, I, I think it's a, it's good for them. They got a good guy. I mean, you can't, you can't be on a team as great as the Pats and not learn a lot. And lot, obviously he obviously knew a lot there to help create that success. So uh, that is, yeah, that is exciting. That is exciting for sure. For sure. It's funny. Cause I, I realized this last year, I was like, Oh, you know, I guess I got to pick up a West Coast team because it's hard to get the Pats games. You don't always get them out here in L.A. And I was like, let me pick up a West Coast team. So I actually this year had started rooting for the Rams right on time.
1: Uh, <laughs> like, uh, oh, come yeah. Check it
0: out. No, you yeah. just so say so about fun. Tom Brady fans? Like, I, right? Right? I know. You're
2: <laughs> doing so well. Dude. It's <laughs> funny because it was just good timing. I was like, well, I got two choices, right? And I was like, right. let me just go with I, I'm honestly not that invested, but I I was able to go to the wildcard game and stuff. So, the SoFi Stadium's nice. I just really like sports. There's never going to be another team I like as much as the Pats, though. I'm sure.
1: Absolutely, that's fair. So before we go into your career, one last question, kind of getting a little bit of the background. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: went to Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Poli Sci major, you know,
2: and sociology, so- double sociology. major.
1: So- Got them both right. So Bofa. both of them, <laughs> both of them, both them. Um, how did you choose that and what did you ultimately was this the path when you chose that and did you play any sports while you were in college whether it was you know um with the team or Mm -hmm. um, so um,
2: i i did not it's funny it all is kind of tied together because um i i did think so when i went there um i initially thought i was going to be a lawyer like um you know probably a trial lawyer um I I like the idea of the performance part of the law as well. I thought I, I think I would have been a great trial lawyer. But I think I I know myself and I I don't think I would have wanted to be the person who um defends people who I know did it type thing, right? So uh, <laughs> okay, no, no. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy heart. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and I I, I yeah. So I actually know Sean Holly who worked on um, she was part of the Kardashian team on that. That's a whole other story. But um, so yeah, I, there was a part of me that was just like, I don't know, man. I like money and stuff, but I don't know if I want to be a person that that gets bad people off you know so then I was like okay so then maybe I would just be a prosecutor and I was like well prosecutors are broke so then you know what I mean so then I was like well which is it gonna be but any but so literally while I was there um I had tried out for the softball team so the girl that played uh, my positions basically was only a junior and she was already like all league and stuff like that and the coach was like yeah you're probably really not gonna get any playing time you know so uh I was like all right well that sucks So I didn't make the softball team. So I ended up going down to the radio station to start to to do that. And that ended up being obviously the right thing because – by my second semester freshman year, I was doing morning drive radio, and then I would go to school. I look back on it now. I don't know how I did it. I, I literally was up at like 5 in the morning. I would do three hours of radio, go to school and double major, and I still got great grades. Um, and so I, it, it's amazing my afternoon class did suffer a little. I was sleepy a lot of the time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I still, I still got my work done. Um, so the path was to probably be a lawyer. But then once I got into work at the radio station, I really loved that. And I rose through the ranks there doing, you know, morning drive and afternoon drive and things. And I was music director. I I was program director after I stayed there. I stayed after I graduated. And from program director, I went to MTV. So the, the TV thing grew out of radio. Um, and in fact, the sports TV thing grew out of, after I left CNN and, um, you know, Showtime championship boxing was just looking for somebody. And my agent was like, well, does it have to be a guy? And does it have to, you know, and they were like, no. So, you know, I met with them and if you can do interviews and you know how to listen and that kind of thing, you can, you know, kind of transfer that to different things. I had an interest in sports already. I did watch boxing growing up. I had to learn, you know, a lot too, but, uh, the great thing about Reporting and stuff like that is you ask questions, right? As long as you don't pretend to know more than you know, you're going to be all right, probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> I love it. So we want to transition. We like to call this part um, in the um, in the game. So this mm-hmm. is when we talk more about your career. Just, you know, kind of we're slowly starting to get into that. Okay. So I want to start with, like, I think a monumental thing, and I know you've evolved since then, but just um, that you co-founded MMA Heat. Like uh-huh. in 2007, like that's yeah. amazing to, to be, um, in the early forefronts of, of doing something and, and how it's catapult. Cause we only see what the UFC is today and some other, right. other leagues are starting to evolve because it's becoming, you know, one of the top, uh, combat sports, right. You know, mm-hmm. taking over boxing and uh, mm-hmm. other things like that. So what, how did that come about? I mean, first of all, just want to give you your flowers and say, that's amazing. Right. Just oh, to. Thanks. Just to you know, foreshadow and do that. But how did that come about?
2: Um, okay, so this is going to be kind of interesting. So, um, so at the time, I so we started it in two thousand and seven, and I started that with my uh, soon-to-be ex-husband. Mm-hmm. So um, that's uh, an interesting thing. So I had I had been working for Showtime, and from there we did those. Uh, Saturday night fights, right? So like the Kimbo fight and that kind of stuff. Like I was there. And if you if yeah, you look okay. at the picture of Kimbo being knocked out, you see me sitting there right by the side of the cage. I'm like, oh my God, I'm sitting there with Jared Shaw. We're like, what just happened? Um, so anyway, after I had worked with them, there was a lull and there i didn't have anything going on and at the time you know my husband was like hey well maybe we should start doing you know this stuff on the internet he was a computer guy and you know we start doing stuff on the internet i was like i don't know man like when you come from tv back in you know 2007 like you're like well i work on tv why am i going to take a demotion and go work on the computer you know and so i was like not that into it um but i needed something to do and so we were like okay well we'll just start doing this anyway So we started to do it and it wasn't that I didn't love the sport, you know, like I, 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 I love sports and stuff, but like I said, the, really the, the hard part for me to get over was it feeling like a demotion to go from television to, to working on the internet. Uh, Now, of course, everything's on the internet and everything's streaming. And it's like, it's like just a great, it's its own destination and it's completely valid. Right. But so anyway, you know, you have to, you know, we build it up and we, so you start the YouTube and the website and stuff. And the thing about it is, is in the back, then, you know, uh, in terms of access to fighters, you could still get a lot of access to them, you know, at gyms and things like that, which you can do. And we did show up and because I had a lot of experience already doing actual real television, I, I I don't want to sound conceited, but I don't think it was that hard to, have our work just you know stand out from others because it already was at a much more professional level and you know a lot of people are like well I got a phone with a record thing so I guess I'm a reporter um (laughs) it doesn't work that way you know um and so uh so so in that respect it was easy to get noticed in a way. And for you know, Dana, um, you know, because we're also both from Boston and stuff like that. And I, I think it's seen some other stuff I've done. So, you know, he was always really cool with me, getting, you know, interviews and stuff like that. But, you know, it was tough because I was a woman, I'm a black chick, like a lot of people didn't want to hear from me. I got a lot of go back to the kitchen, go make me a sandwich, go this, go mm-hmm. that, um, in the early days and for a long time. And so I just didn't stop. We just didn't stop, right? And just kept going. And so we build up a lot of things and so we do have, uh, you know, there's a quite a catalog of things now that, that we were able to shoot because, yeah, we would go around and invest a lot of our own money. You know, that's the thing is you really got to spend a lot of money, you know, on some of those things. So we would go to events. And the thing is, too, at first, you know, you can't even get a credential for a UFC show. It takes a lot to even get credentialed. So you have to do a lot of work to get credentialed. And the woman that used to run the credentials for the UFC was a mean, mean woman. <laughs> and she would hardly give it. Any- no, she was. I'm being nice.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> we, I see we saw that, uh every universal censorship. You just censored yourself. Love it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but eventually we got, we got credentialed. And at first I remember it was like, you can only go in the media room and this and that. And then from there, you know, you know, the access built and, and, and uh, my relationships built and, you know, I started working for the UFC in two, it'll actually be 10 years uh, this April. And that's one thing I do want to make, I need to make a quick little correction is I, yeah, I work for the UFC. I don't work for ESPN. I work directly um, for the UFC. So, Uh, And I, yeah, I'm coming up on my 10th year. I just renewed for another four. uh, We worked that out in January or so. So it's, it's great. I absolutely love it. You know, I have a blast. It's just that there's so much more I want to do. And, um, you know, so the frustration for me right now is, is trying to level up and do more because I love what I do, but I'm honestly not busy enough. I was way busier when we were with Fox. Uh, The ESPN deal took a lot of my work away uh, Mm -hmm. and took a lot Mm -hmm. of my paycheck away. And, uh, that sucks. So <laughs> I'm trying to get more work.
1: Yeah. And we'll get into a lot of that stuff when we get into the platform. So I'm excited yeah. to talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh,
0: we're, we're taping this on international women's day. So, um, uh-huh. being a woman in sports, is still a topic in 2022 and it probably uh-huh. shouldn't be. And, you know, being a black woman in sports is probably a whole nother layer into it. So, um, yeah. you touched on that, your journey through it and, and being a woman in combat sports, uh-huh. um, How do you push through? And you know, what are words of advice that you may have for some of our listeners entering that platform?
2: Um, Damn, it's really hard. Um, It's really hard. You won't get what you deserve because it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a meritocracy uh, your hard work will not necessarily get paid off because of, uh, okay. So, um,
1: (laughs) this is America, Jack. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So,
2: you know, the thing about it is, is, uh, I work really hard. And it's really great when I am able to, you know, when people tell me, oh, my gosh, you know, yeah, like I never saw somebody that looked like me, you know, up there doing this, you know, type thing. So I used to get girls like, you know, you know, whatever. People have curly hair now, right, more. But honestly, a lot of times, like, they didn't have curly hair. And I know I would go for jobs. When I got my job at CNN, I went in with straight hair. You know, a lot of my jobs, I would go with straight hair because I was like, well, obviously, the white guys running this place, you know, are going to prefer that. So, um, I remember actually when I went and like worked for the OC and I was like, I showed it with straight hair and then, and they, and I was like, I just assumed you guys are going to want this. And they were like, no, actually we like your curly hair better. I was like, wait, I'm sorry. What was you know, so I was very happy about that. Um, I still do, you know, mix it up obviously. Um, but like, it's, it's, it's hard. Like. Just keep going, I guess, would be my advice or or don't or quit when you've had enough of the bullshit. I mean, I don't I don't know what to tell you guys. Like every single day I I debate it like I'm out like I'm done because I'm not going to get what I deserve. Right. So uh, I'm out. I'm a bounce now while I'm still like somewhat mentally sound. Um, and then I go back and forth of like, well, no, like I am going to get what, you know, because I am going to get what I deserve because, um, but I, cause, cause I have worked this hard and I have put it in and it isn't for it, nothing, but it's incredibly hard to get passed by and to lose opportunities
1: Repeatedly. and to not
2: get what you want because, and you know, for a hundred percent fact, it's cause how you look. And there's nothing I can change about that. I can't change who's running the show. I can't change who's doing this. Like, so I guess my advice would be, know that you're not going to always get a big slice that you deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and try to find a way to become okay with that. Wow. And it's an ongoing um. Thing to learn and refined, and, and I'm still trying to align my aspirations with what is actually possible.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I real you touched on some great. We got a collection plate on that one, brother. Yeah, like, <laughs> the doors of the church was open.
0: I know you're still you're still getting to goals that you want to. Yeah, um, but just hearing from you it's helping those too, you know come up uh you know mm-hmm. so sometimes um just hearing that somebody else is going through what you may be going through personally uh yeah. is a lot to pull you up so uh i salute you for that that and sharing yes. your feelings on that so thank you very much thank you but Happy you know i mean
2: thing. thank you yeah it's hard because it's like there's so many women out there hustling right or like and I mean, because I honestly like I remember auditioning for UFC tonight when they were first putting a show on the air, mm-hmm. and I I interviewed with Kenny Florian and we killed it, killed it. And I was supposed to go back, and they were like, Hey, yeah, can you um, audition with Frank Mir? And I was like, Oh yeah, he's great. I just I can't because I had to go up to San Jose actually to cover a fight. And then I so I didn't get the audition. And I remember talking to Kenny afterwards, and he's like, Oh, do you already work on there? I'm like, No, I don't. But like that was great. We you know we totally hit it off. I think it's gonna be great.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So then cut to. The show comes out and they hired uh, Todd Harris or somebody, a guy who didn't even really work in the MMA space, but they thought they needed a dude. And so that's the thing. You know, a lot of the women who are out there hustling, busting their ass in sports, busting it, doing such an incredible job, you're still going to come up against, I think we need a dude, you know, just because... Or, um, you know, it's so it sucks. So there's so many people out there doing incredible things that aren't getting recognized for it. And then you don't want to just do sports for girls. Right. Right. Because I want to be at the real thing. I want to be there. So it's just hard. I guess, like I said, just keep going until you don't want to keep going anymore save yourself, save your sanity. (laughs) Like, I don't know, man.
1: (laughs) So, And I think that's part of your uh, makeup. I think there was somewhere um, you you had spoke on or posted or just shared that, you know um, you're just incredibly competitive and you need that drive to deal with like those, you know, challenges that have Mm -hmm. nothing to do with your skill, your makeup, your talent, you know, they're outside forces you have no control of. So, I mean, uh, again i want to you know um reiterate mhs sentiments by thank you for sharing and and right. i think that message of keep going is something that you know that's why we have this platform you know cuz mm-hmm. we all need to hear that you know there's a part of it like they see you on tv and they think it's all good right. <laughs> they don't know what you've been through to push through it so where did that tenacity yeah. that competitive like drive come from
2: well i will say a lot of that did come from you know like i was talking about how uh how i was where I grew up so Mm -hmm. uh so and you know I I I grew up with a a father telling me that you guys know you got to be twice as good you got to be perfect you got to be this you got to be that you can't give them any reason you can't you know you can't and so that's how I operate like all the time (laughs) um which which does drain you I I will say Uh like it's tiring being this competitive, but I can't, I don't know any other way. And a lot of it is because, you know, yeah. So I had, I had to try to be better just to be considered equal. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, I'm, I'm pretty smart. Like I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not say I'm smart. I'm smart. Right. So um, that was something I could win at. Right. Like, well, I'm smarter than these kids over here. And so like I win, I get the A's in the class or whatever. Um, Right and I was good at sports too. And so luckily I was good. Like I, I, I played all varsity sports, all four years of high school, um, all three sports. Uh, Flex. so I think I ended up actually, <laughs> yeah, I think oh, I sorry. left the class with the, I think I had the most letters, even more than guys. I had 10 letters, 10 Flex. letters, my, my basketball coach. Yeah. She didn't give me one my first couple of years, son of a gun. But, uh, but yeah, I had 10 letters. And so, um, it's fun. And so, yeah, so I, I just, I, have always been competitive and I, I, like I said, I was, I was, I was good at stuff, but I'm also the type who, if I'm not good at something, you know, that kind of, I get triggered by that. Like how, 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 how is there something I'm not good at? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, 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 my brain is just to try to get better at things. I don't, I'm not a perfectionist, mm-hmm. but I do strive to, yeah, be better and be, be better at things but i do know that a lot of that comes from me just knowing i always have to be better i can't give them any reason to uh to 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 to, to see a weakness or a whatever like I, I can't
1: that's awesome so yeah. really quick oh my bad it makes but really quick this is a quick one did you know dana before because like you know uh, fight fans know that he hails from boston as well a yeah boston area. so did you know him before um you no played? i
2: didn't i didn't i only met him through uh you know just doing the interviews and stuff backstage like i said we gotcha. you know that's the thing is that, you know when i was getting into it um too you know we we did have more access to things and we used to be able to like wait around and talk to dana after the fights and mm-hmm. you know have a scrum or you get one-on-ones and a lot of as the as the sport grew you know, the the, the the control and the access and things like that get smaller and smaller, right? Because right. now the UFC can control their own messaging more. They don't need, you know. And so you. Uh, it's a great thing that the sport is growing and it's really cool to be a part of it. But there are some things that change that some of us are like, oh man, remember back in the day when we used to get to do this or remember when you used to do that or remember when that. And so there was something really kind of nice about it, like being our little thing in a way, yeah, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Um, but so no, I didn't know. I didn't know him personally. Uh, we just met through through doing interviews, and like I said, he was always a supporter of mine, and always really cool. And you know, um, and knew that yeah. I I I think he recognized that I could help him bring a certain level of professionalism that you know maybe hadn't been there with some of the other people, or just that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the Boston thing didn't hurt. But it's funny because <laughs> some people. You know, yeah, when I would post about the patch, like, hey, you're just such a D rider, like, you only like the patches, <laughs> Dana. I'm like, dude, I grew up in like, <laughs> I can't, I grew up in like, what,
1: what? Let's go. What you <laughs> have,
0: <having>? so <laughs> that's funny. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a novice when it comes to MMA and, and some mm-hmm. of the combat sports. Um, but can you talk about because you've seen it all from the early stages to where it is now? I guess the evolution of mm-hmm. skill level um, yeah. within the fights now. Um, I mean, I'm a, as a basketball fan, I know they don't play through the post as much anymore. They do other things. Yeah. Right. So like, right. how's, how's the combat sport and how's it evolved? I guess, skill level wise.
2: Well, one thing that's very interesting about it is you do see, and I'm just going to, I'm going to call them kids cause they are, but you know, you get like these kids who are 16, 17, who say, I'm going to be an MMA fighter and they start training in every single discipline from the beginning. And so now you get these kids who, come to the UFC, they might be 22, 23, 24, and they're awesome at all kinds of stuff. (laughs) They're like, well, Uh how are you so good at all of this, right? Because it used to be guy wrestled in college, wrestled Uh all the way through college, got out of college, learned to strike. Somebody was a Taekwondo kid all their life or whatever, got into, you know, 20s and was like, I need to learn how to wrestle or something, right? So back in the day, there used to be so much more of those specialists too, right? the guy was a great jujitsu practitioner. This guy was a knockout artist. This guy was going to take you down. And there were people who were much more specialists. And now when you look at it, guys like that, your Damian Mayas, um, you're, you know, who was a, such a, a jujitsu specialist. Well, so he's aging out now. Jacare, you know, has retired. There are, there are some of these guys who even like Junior Dos Santos, who was a total knockout artist, right? He got older and other people started to be able to rise up and get those knockout things and also be able to wrestle and also be able to do jujitsu. And so the level, the whole, the median, everything just came up and the skill level is so much higher now. I will say that the, 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 bad side of that, some people will argue is that now fighters are, are so much more equally matched up. There Mm. is so much more uh, equality amongst the ranks That some people think, well, now it's boring and all you have are point fighters and, you know, now you have people who have learned a different way to kind of game the system and it's not as exciting because we're not just seeing people get wailed on or knocked out or subbed all the time. And I see that argument. But to me, the fact that the whole level got better just means that when you do see those, because there's an oh crap moment every event, if not two or three of them. Uh, to me, the whole the, the 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 raising of the level across the board is just better for everybody. But it, it it has gotten way better, and you will see that people who are only good at one thing don't last like they used to be able mm. to. And because that one thing is going to get figured out. I mean, for example, Colby had to really bring his striking up, right? Because Colby is a great wrestler, and he used to just be able to do that. And he really had to elevate his striking to to stay competitive in there. Um and so uh yeah, so it's it's same thing we know Usman, all this now he became a knockout artist, you know. So uh yeah, so so people Surprise. had to Everybody realize that one. <laughs> Yeah, people oh, it was so satisfying. People really had to um to 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 fill out all of the elements of a game. You can't just be a one note, one kind of specialist
0: anymore.
1: Nice. So kind of going back to if you were a lawyer, and probably mm-hmm. not even from a lawyer's legal standpoint, more yeah. from a parent standpoint, so I know MH and yourself, um, as you have have a child too, just kind of yeah. what's going on with Kane, Um, and I'm mispronounced his last name, but just, I mean, for those that don't know, uh, some of our listeners is, you know, he just kind of, he's, you know, uh, in jail right now for defending what, Everybody would probably kind of agree with the parent would do for um, some Mm -hmm. uh, first sexual predator molesting his daughter, you know, Um, and he went to seek, you know, that moment of non clarity to seek revenge. You know, my heart just goes out for him or like any parent that has to be in that kind of situation, you know, Mm so I know you have had a chance just because of your record and history in the fight game. What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. about that? Um, Just as much as you want to speak on it, because I know it's definitely tough um especially as coming from a parent or just someone that knows him
2: it's incredibly tough i mean kane is a is a really good dude you know um and uh i mean it is it is i feel like it's the thing that every parent says they're going to do right i mean and everybody says they would do it so it's completely understandable i don't think too wrong to make a right you know it's not look it it's it's not what you're supposed to do but the system isn't supposed to let that guy out
1: all right, Facts.
2: I mean, you know, so uh, and the thing that's hard, you know, when people say, Oh, well, an innocent guy got shot, right?
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> he didn't know, he didn't know what that guy does. Like, you're not complicit in the thing,
1: like, you might want to choose uh, your. I mean, even just choosing a victim sounds wrong, but just it's like, you know, like, yeah, it's so hard. Two wrongs do not make a right. Two, and no that's two
2: wrongs do not make a right. You should not take the law into your own hands. Like, that, you know, that's why I put up a post. Uh, we came and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know it's not right. I know we have laws for a reason. I know we can't all be vigilantes. I know we can't whatever, but there's no. Th- I can't tell you what kind of insanity I would be overcome with if you told me that somebody did something to my daughter and then that dude was across the street. I'm like, I'll be right back like
1: that dude's dead like what i
2: mean facts mm, I, I, I i mean what's the right
1: oh, yeah <laughs> so i just want to get your perspective and, and thank you for sharing because i know it's just that it's one of those like you said you know two wrongs don't make a right thing so let's just let's just switch it up it's mh man let's go to these quick hits man <laughs> heartbreaking
2: yeah
1: so
0: uh kb there's just a couple of questions first come to mind to you okay um We'll go from there. So uh, first time, if ever, you've done us a lot, that you've ever been starstruck. Ooh.
2: Okay. So um, I am the biggest. Uh, I'm a massive uh, Patrick Stewart fan, Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, so, wow. Turns out my good friend Michelle actually plays against him now. She's on Picard. She she plays Rafi. She looks kind of like me. We, we're, we're like sisters from another mister. Uh, that's my girl Michelle, so she's on the show. So I live vicariously through her now that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on Star Trek. But uh, but I'm not. But I'm going to be one day. That's on my bucket list to play a Klingon. And uh, I think I'd be a real badass Klingon. And, and we're going to try to make it happen one day. But so I'm a huge Patrick Stewart fan. It's a dorky thing to be a fan of. But, like, I just love him. I love him. I've done him. <laughs> million I interviews it. I used to work in uh you know and cover press junkets I've interviewed almost everybody and I got I've seen a lot of people I've gotten really excited about a lot of them but I remember like I was like I'm gonna and I was so excited and it was for a movie <laughs> it wasn't for it wasn't for a Star Trek thing and I remember going in and sitting down and talking to him and I remember I said something about like oh you know you you've usually been known for playing on historic figure and da da da. and he was like what a great phrase. And he's like, an <laughs> historic figure. And I remember sitting there was like, oh my God, he just complimented me on something I said. Like, this is the most amazing performer. Cause like, I've seen him on Broadway do the one man show of, of the Scrooge. Like he is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Okay. he And so I was, I remember just sitting there. I was like, oh, I just got props from Captain Picard. <laughs> and I, I remember like, I was bugging. I was so excited. I'm a That's dork, good. so uh, so that is one that I was very, 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 very excited about. Um, I'm a, uh, you know, a lot of it probably would have been back in the day with with music, um, you know, meeting some of the some of the people that I just loved. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I mean starstruck i i will say i did do the oscars red carpet one time Mm -hmm. and that was pretty cool because you're just like bam 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 here they come one after another and you know you're just oh 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 oh, oh," you know uh (laughs) so it wasn't even i mean some of the people it it maybe was starstruck but more it was just like this is cool (laughs) like uh, you know hey how are you you know Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's dope uh, is a most surprising person that you interview? Or I guess that some a person that you interviewed that surprised you a little bit?
2: Most surprising person. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I feel like I should have an answer for this. And somebody who I didn't, I know, I really, I think I spoke to somebody recently where I was like, oh, I had no idea they were that cool or that funny. Um. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. I, I I wish I could remember who that was now, though. Um I don't know. I will say the first time I, I interviewed Dominic Cruz, I remember walking away going, what was it, what just happened? Like, did that go okay? Like I was confused because Dominic has an obtuse sense of humor. And you know, he He is, he, 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 he has a good sense of humor, but if you don't, it takes a while to get the rhythm of it and to like understand it. Mm -hmm. And he is also a competitive person and likes to kind of mess with people during interviews. And I, I, I think I was surprised at how, like difficult that interview was in a way at first, but I'm so competitive. I do. I remember sitting there going, I'm going to win this interview. Cause that's how I think I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to make it good. Like I have to make this good. I can't not have a good interview. And so uh, I, I do remember being, being thinking about that interview a lot after afterwards. Cause yeah, I don't like a bad interview. I need to, I need to win the interview.
0: Okay. Couple, (laughs) couple, couple of quick ones. Uh huh. Favorite movie? Oh well, <laughs> just one. I'll we'll get. Let's get. Let's say five. Let's get. I'm four. Let's okay.
2: Or favorite comedy or action, or you're just saying <laughs> that's
0: a lot. All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's okay, go. So favorite, let's go favorite comedy and then favorite action.
2: So favorite comedy is the jerk. Uh so Steve Martin, I will be starstruck Ooh. if and when I ever get to meet Steve Martin. I will bow down. I will be like, You are the man. Um, I am a major Steve Martin fan because also because he he writes books and stuff too. I have a bunch of his books. Uh, I really, really love Steve Martin. So that is one of my favorite comedies. My other favorite comedy is Bad Words by uh, Jason Bateman. Okay.
0: Oh, I love this Bateman. is it, I love it's James right James up Bateman. there with it's right
2: up there with sorry. the jerk at this point. So so Jason, I'm a huge Jason Bateman fan too. He's just so funny, and he directed Bad Words. But long story short, it's about a guy who finds a loophole and goes back as a grown up to compete in spelling bees. And some of the things he does to these children is the most cruel, most hilarious <laughs> thing you have ever ever seen. Like. It is, it is, and it's got his dry sense of humor. And there's this cute, cute, adorable little Indian boy that's in it that like is his rival in a way. And this one thing, anyway, it's hilarious. There's a one scene where he literally dresses down this woman and, and I was crying laughing. (laughs) Like what, what he says to her and then the way she walks. It's brilliant. Bad words. Hilarious. Definitely check it out. I got it. Yeah.
0: I'm putting that on the list. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so those uh, are top
2: two comedies for me for like otherwise i'm i like close encounters of the third kind of like i said i like star- sci-fi so like if close encounters of the third kind if i'm channel surfing i mean i own it of course too but if i'm channel surfing i'm like well guess i'm sitting here for a couple hours now like i can't <laughs> not watch it it's uh it's like i can't not watch it
1: let's Sorry. go yeah let's go all <laughs> right so Without further ado, we want to jump in the winner's circle. Um, Uh This is our platform where we allow you to kind of tell us what's going on, what you're pushing, what you're promoting, man. And I think Mm -hmm. we want to start off with, you know, uh, campbryan.com, which is your YouTube channel that kind of produces all this content. So when you're like, you want more to do, I was like, you put out some content. So share with us, like how that evolved and, 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 you know, what, uh, what your goal is with that platform, because you do have, um, a few different things, um, on that. So,
2: right. So a lot of, um, so yeah, if you go to Karen Bryant.com or YouTube forward slash Karen Bryant, that's, that is the hub where all my stuff is. But so um, a lot of that is from the last, you know, from, from 2007 and stuff when we started MMA Heat. So a lot of that footage there is from um, old MMA Heat stuff and going out and covering things and all of that. So uh, as I mentioned, I am getting a divorce, and so I w- wanted to rebrand myself and uh, and and move um, into some new directions. So the MMA Heat stuff is all still there, and it's this great resource, and it and it drives the channel a lot because people come back there to look for things that have been there forever, and it's it's great. But Festivities is really the new angle I'm moving toward. And so festivities.com, I mean, everything kind of lives on both places, to be honest with you. Um, But uh, that's really what I wanted to move forward to, because one thing I discovered after uh, after in this last year, let me just phrase it that way, is that. I've reached a certain amount of success and people know me for a certain amount of things or a certain kind of thing, Mm. but I've discovered that people actually know less about me than I thought they did. And I've also discovered that I think people thought I was much more serious than I am and much more kind of buttoned up. So honestly the last year has been about trying to reinvent myself and not even 100% reinvent myself but to show more of myself that wasn't I wasn't able to show before. So uh, so the stuff I'm doing on festivities with Renato Laranja for for people who don't know he is a Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu uh, uh, guy who uh, I guess I, I would just say as well <laughs> oh yes oh, it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> very very funny and his whole thing is like he just says the wrong thing all the time so <laughs> it, 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 it is completely not politically correct it is it is not for the faint of heart uh, it is it is it is hilarious though and so it we we've, it's funny because somebody told uh, made a comment the other day and I was like oh that makes sense like they were like, oh, you guys are kind of like Robin Quivers and Howard Stern. Like Howard says the wrong thing all the time and Robin (laughs) has to set him straight, right? So um, I, Um, uh, even though I'm the one doing, you know, leading the interviews and things like that, that that is a pretty fair analogy. You know, we talk a lot about MMA and so we really do, interview fighters tonight uh you know uh the uh, the day that we're recording is we're gonna have my buddy Gegard Musasi on who uh is just an incredible incredible fighter but um we have been this is episode 27 so we we cover MMA but then we also do um the TNF uh the festivities after party so we talk a lot about pop culture we get into movies entertainment because that's what I'm saying like I'm not just into fighting I like sports, all kinds of sports, but yeah, having worked for MTV, having worked in the film industry on different things, have a lot of interest. And so I'm really now trying to create some projects. I have a lot of things that I'm trying to get out here and sell that will bring those kind of worlds together of of sports and entertainment more. So that's definitely what I'm looking to do more. Just definitely looking to have more fun, have a looser a looser vibe on things. So the show I also do with Angela Hill, uh what had well, Happen was, well, well, what what happened was what happened was what happened. The more ratchet you say it the better it is. What happened?
0: was,
2: what what, what had happened <laughs> was um and so it's just ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and and funny and so same thing we do interviews but that was something we wanted to do because there aren't a lot of women in the space you know doing MMA content uh there's definitely not two chocolate women out there doing it so uh Mm -hmm. so so we're doing that together we have a lot of fun um and yeah just trying to do something that you know a lot of the MMA shows as you guys know you're doing something different right a lot of the MMA shows are two talking heads who think they know everything Right. So, you know, we're like, hey, we're welcome If you're a newbie, welcome We'll we'll help you, there's no question, that's stupid You don't have to pretend to be You know, the smartest guy in the room Just come and hang out with us
1: And I think it's dope, you connect with your fans Like taking questions yeah. from them, like yeah. give, getting them on the show So, you know, and, and today With this form of media People are mm-hmm. so wanting to be a part of it They want to feed that, which is different From like, you know, older media So it's great that mm-hmm. um, you, you guys do that And give them shots out on the shows
0: Yeah thank you we're having fun with it <laughs> so talk about uh that just kind of creating a new lane uh within, yeah within, the, within it, the lane.
2: yeah it's it's interesting and honestly there's a lot that i could do i'm just a you know a one-person operation over here right now but i have all this great footage from the 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 history with Mahe. and so the thing about it is is i'm not you know, obviously, yeah, we d- we did some great things together, but you know that, like I said, that was a brand that I built with my ex, and you know, I just want to move forward. I'm, I'm I, um, I wanted to create something that was branded just to me, um, and so honestly, festivities.com, like in my brain, if I were to show you what I wrote out, like. I have so much bigger plans for that. I'm just looking for the right strategic partners and stuff to, to do with that. What I really wish I could do. It would be a hub for all kinds of sports. I mean, all kinds of combat sports and it would be a hub that integrated people from around the world. Like I have big plans for it, you know, Um, but it's been, it's, it's tricky, right? Because people do come to my YouTube and I get a lot of views on a lot of the older content that is there. So it is really hard still to to build up the new stuff. And I'm not, I'd be lying if I didn't say it, it. I mean, it's depressing a lot of the time. Cause you're just like, wow, really? I thought I would get more views on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the end of the day, sometimes I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's right. Cause I am still a chick. And some people are never going to want to hear a show like they're just, some people are just never going to tune into an MMA show hosted by a chick. And it's just, it's just the way it it is. Right. So it's unfortunate for them. They're missing out on a lot of stuff, but the cool thing about the festivities things that we're doing, it is so fun. And we have all these people going, Holy crap. Like I can't wait till this show blows up. It's so funny. And it's, you know, I can't wait. I'm I'm here on the ground floor and like, don't forget us. And we're like, Oh no, we're not going to forget the OGs. Cause I do believe it, you know? And that's the thing is like, as much as I, on a daily basis, you know, debate quitting, I also know that it's too good to stop. Like, I do know that. And I do know I'm onto something special. And so the thing with Hanato about creating that lane, you know, um, to be honest, yeah, it's, a, it's not a show I could have done before uh, while I was married. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Uh, it's not. And so, um, when I, I met with, I, I had some ideas and I was like, let me just, I, I kind of want to do something to be fun. So I literally was like, Hey, let's get together. I've known him for years. Let's get together. And I want to talk to you about some stuff. And he was down and we literally just tried it out one time on IG live. I was like, let's just try it and we'll see. And, and it worked. Right. And so then we we're like, Oh, well, we'll come back and we'll do it again. And we'll do it again. And so literally, honestly, now, um, the name Tuesday night festivities, it's a it's a big old mouthful and we're trying to (laughs) come up with a name to a a new name for it because like I said, festivities was like my new brand. Right. So I was like, Oh, so this is like the Tuesday night thing we're doing over here.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But, but that show now has its own little thing. And so I, we want to come up with a name for that. So we're still working. We're going to like brand that to something else, but yeah, it's been fun going out there and creating. And I'm not going to lie. It's funny to see comments. Sometimes people are like, I had no idea. KB was like that. I had no idea. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know she was like that. And I'm not going to lie though. Like some of the stuff doesn't come easy to me. Like the reinvention bit where I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? I have to like show myself off more like my, like I don't, I'm not a natural thirst trapper. I'm not a natural, (laughs) like whatever, you know, it doesn't come naturally. And also I have a daughter, right? So I'm like, I don't want to do this, but you have to play the game. And that's one thing I will say that I've, I've really kind of changed my brain on some of these things is recognizing it as a game, you know, mm-hmm. social media, um, recognizing, you know, you, you know exactly what you're doing with the post. Everybody knows exactly what you're doing with the post I'm doing it anyway. Yes, that is <laughs> you know what I because mean? I got to play the game. And if that's what it's going to take, I, I used to joke, I'm like, bro, one well time nip slip and my career is going to really <laughs> take it. <laughs> and the sad thing is, that's true because it doesn't matter about my double major, and it doesn't matter about all the stuff. It doesn't matter. I can speak a few languages. Like people want to see some titties.
1: The Tna. <laughs> so, um, the Tna. <laughs> Shout out to the Do so I show my titties more
2: now? Guess what? You <laughs> see my titties more now, oh, and I goodness. also have more views.
1: <laughs> hey, that's the way of the world, like, dude.
2: What am I going to say? It's a, it's a game. It's a game.
1: It is the game. I mean starting from Kim K's sex tape, right? Like it's, it's, it's the game.
0: Shout out to the natural and unnaturals.
2: Well, and and that's what I was going to say, but that's the other thing about me. I'm like, the thing about me is the only thing fake on me is my, is my hair color. Right. I do. I do lighten it a little bit, but I was like, so I'm out here, you know, a real one out here in the world of silicone. You're like, ooh, that's harder to play than I thought. So uh, I'm not winning the game by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, but I'm keeping it real and I'm not getting Botox and I'm not getting all these things. And, you know, um, and I feel sometimes like, am I an idiot for not doing that? Because everybody else is playing the game and it's working for them to get all shot up with this and that and puffed up and this and that. But, uh, but I don't want to be that person. That's not who I am. And I also have a daughter, like I said, and I'm trying to raise a strong woman who believes in herself and who doesn't think that she has to look a certain way to succeed, you know. So so it sucks because there are certain things that I know I've lost because of that or whatever, but uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash my body for the game. Like I'm not I'm there are limits to what I'll do for the game and I'm not I'm not trashing my body for that game.
1: Oh, I get it.
0: Shout out to the naturals.
1: <laughs> all right so wrapping up and it's been amazing and there's so much other stuff that definitely we didn't have time to get to so hopefully there's another time and another place where we yeah. get back to it uh but definitely one um you, you did a little earlier but is there more personal to you the, the mh asked you what would you tell other women but what would you mm-hmm. tell your younger self or a, a current mantra or coaching gym that you live by that you want to leave us off with Well,
2: I would have told my younger self to get your thyroid checked and to tell the doctor that it's whack because I had hypothyroidism and that's why I was heavy all those years. And I finally got it diagnosed. So I would tell my younger self to get your thyroid checked, but that's Mm -hmm. the silly answer. Um, But the real answer is, you know, um, I'm not wearing it right now, but I have a a bracelet that I, uh, it's actually a mantra that I, I came to form with the help of my good friend, Tyron Woodley and we were doing a show together one time and we were talking about things and this is the thing that actually does help me even though even though i do get wound up and i do get caught up in the game and i do sometimes also look at you know social media or this or that or what this person's doing and get you know really upset by it and know that it's not fair and all that stuff that i said before about being you know upset about the not being a meritocracy is 100% true mm-hmm. and it does still hurt but i did come up with you know what's meant for me will come to me. Mm. And that is literally what I live by right now because, because I have to believe in that, you know? I do have to believe in that. And so even though I am frustrated by seeing other people get things that I believe I quote unquote deserve, mm-hmm. um, or I earned it and they didn't, and why are they getting it? Um, that's their path, right? That's what That's what's made for them. So if I'm able to divest myself from the emotion of that kind of thing and just repeat that mantra, it does help me.
0: Uh,
2: It definitely does help me. So I think, okay, well, that wasn't meant for me. That wasn't meant for me. And so I do believe that that great things are meant for me. And so when those things – I just sometimes wish I had a – like a schedule if they could tell me when when this
0: thing's gonna drop (laughs)
2: that'd be great i feel you i could just get a heads up on that
1: little little alert you know notification just to just a. a,
2: (laughs) and so sometimes you know you feel like you get signs like but i've felt like i got signs before that said it was close and i'm like no so uh yeah
1: yeah, oh man. So I thank you so much. Really quick, if you could drop when yeah. your shows kind of so people can know when to go uh, to your YouTube channel or to your IG, For please sure. put all of that out there uh, vocally and we'll put it in the show notes as well.
2: For sure. Yeah. So what had happened was, what had happened was, is uh, we do it live on Sunday nights at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on my YouTube, also on my Twitter. And it's also over on Angela Hill's Twitch her uh, Angie overkill Twitch over there. Um, so we do that live on Sundays and then it lives on YouTube and it lives in those places. Then I also have an audio version of it. Uh, we have it over on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and iHeartRadio. radio. So you can download what had happened was as well. So this week we just did episode 54 That's and good. our latest guests were Sabina Mazzo and chance encounter. encounter. Um, so you can find that and uh, Sabina's fighting this coming weekend here at UFC Vegas 50. So definitely worth checking out. And then Tuesday night festivities is surprise, surprise on Tuesdays. Uh, We do that one at 7 Pacific. So 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific festivity starts on my IG live. uh, And that's where Hanata, Laranja and I interview a fighter. And then about an hour later, around 8.15 or so, we take it over to YouTube and festivities.com for the Tuesday night festivities after party. And so that's when we get into a lot more about, you know, the pop culture stuff. And we take a lot of stuff. We interact with the fans over there. It's kind of like a love line show too. People have said that over there, we get into a lot of relationship stuff. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So uh, Sunday night for what had happened was, And Tuesday nights for festivities. And then I, you know, I'm working this weekend and next week going to London. So all my UFC work is on Fridays, obviously UFC live and the pre-show. And then on Saturdays, I'm there for the post-show.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, hey, yeah. thank you again to our guests. I want to thank you, the people, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we have did. Uh, please know our new show drops every Thursday. Subscribe to our YouTube channel because visual representation matters. But you can also check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. So please stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you.
0: Screaming, all us blacks got sports and entertainment until we even. me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. yo. Yeah, yeah. 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 Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spare out and racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.